What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, July 29th. First and foremost, man, I want to just say, I want to send my love, my prayers, my thoughts, and my condolences to the families that suffered through the shootings that we had this weekend. We had a shooting up in New York, and sadly, we had a shooting in California, up in Northern California at a garlic festival. You know, I seen some young a young kid was involved, and it just hurts my heart, man. We got to do better as people. Um, I'm not, you know, going to get into a big rant about gun laws and gun control, but we just got to do better, honestly. I feel like we're family each other. I feel like we just, as people, we should be doing better to treat each other right. But, you know, so just I'm sending my love, my prayers, my thoughts, and condolences to the family suffering through that and any other family that just suffered through any type of shootings, you know, because that's, that's for life. That stuff is unforgettable, but... On some more positive news, I also want to say from the late great, and I mean the great Nipsey Hussle, he said, the highest human act is to inspire. Let me say that again. The highest human act is to inspire. So take that as you may. I hopefully use that in a positive way. So just, it is what it is. But with that being said, man, today I want to come at you guys. So I'm about to wrap up my college reviews um the college basketball season is only about a little bit over three months away i cannot wait but tomorrow i'm gonna talk about kansas where i'll wrap it up tomorrow today i want to talk about the wildcats of kentucky in lexington kentucky so last year they went 30 and 7 only had seven losses um they went 15 and 3 in sec play i believe they lost to alabama they lost to lsu at home which is kind of controversial and I believe they lost. I forgot the last game they lost. I want to say it was to Tennessee. Tennessee. They lost at Tennessee. So that was their three losses. So, it, of course, ten, or Kentucky had a really good season. Um, they beat teams like Louisville, their rival, North Carolina. I'm pretty sure they beat Kansas. Or no. Yeah, I think they did play and beat Kansas. So they had a really good year last year. Um, ultimately, they ended up losing in the Elite Eight. They lost to Auburn, which is crazy because Auburn is in the SEC. But... So they're going to lose from last year's team. They're going to lose P.J. Washington, who was drafted to the Charlotte Hornets. They're going to lose Tyler Hero, who's playing for my Miami Heat, who's going to be a really good player. They lost Keldon Johnson, who was blessed enough to get drafted to the Spurs under Coach Popovich. They lose Reed Travis, who was one of the best grad transfers, if not the best grad transfer in the nation last year. And they lose Jamal Baker, who ended up transferring from Kentucky. He's now going to sit out a season and then play next year at the University of Arizona. So they lose some pieces, but as we all know, Kentucky, they're going to lose pieces, but they're going to reload. So let's talk about what they're going to reload with. But first, let's talk about their returners. So they're going to return Ashton Higgins, who is a 6'3 point guard. He should be the starting point guard by the time the season starts. He's from. He's going to be a sophomore. He's from Cartersville, Georgia. He went to Newton High School. Now, Ashton Higgins was one of the best, if not one of the best, he was the best defensive point guard in the entire nation. He was literally stealing everything. I remember that game versus North Carolina. I think he had nine steals, maybe eight steals, and it was incredible. He really is a menace in the passing lanes, and he just knows how to play basketball, and he really knows his rotations defensively. He still has some work to do offensively because Kentucky's offense is more of an NBA-type offense. 
their main thing for their offense is they have two post players usually, and they have two wing players coming off screens from the post players. And then they have a point guard who just sits in the middle of the lane. If if something breaks down, then Hagens will try to create. He has to work on that. He has to work on getting more of a perimeter jumper. And I think being at Kentucky for a second year and not just being a one-and-done player should help him a little bit more into becoming that NBA player that he wants to become. So I'm really excited to see what Hagens can do. And note, Kentucky plays my Michigan State Spartans the first real game of the season. On November 5th, we play each other at Madison Square Garden. I'm trying to go to that game. Might not. Might happen. Hopefully it does, but we'll see. But that should be a game for the ages just because those two teams, you got two legendary coaches in Tom Izzo, Coach Calipari, playing in Madison Square Garden. It does not get any better than that for the college basketball ranks. But that is Ashton Higgins, the returning point guard. He should be the starter. Then you have another returner, Nick Richards, who's a 6'11 forward slash center. He's going to be headed into his junior year. He's from Kingston, Jamaica. Um, he went to the Patrick School in New Jersey, which has produced a few players. It's a really good school in New Jersey that is just a powerhouse for basketball. But Nick Richards, um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. He's had, he hasn't had the most successful Kentucky career. I mean, you know, Kentucky, if you go to Kentucky, usually you're supposed to be a one-and-done type player. Nick Richards is headed into year three. But I expect a lot out of him. At first, you know, his first couple years at Kentucky, they weren't the best. You know, he was more of a, a lob catcher, a, a shot blocker. He never really had a, a full offensive post game. Or he kind of has a mid-range jumper. I would definitely give him that. He can definitely stretch the floor with that. He needs to work more towards getting to the three-point line and, you know, getting into the post and being able to create his own post offense. So I'm excited to see if he takes that leap. Or if he doesn't, we shall see. But Nick Richards is a pretty valuable option to have you know, as a center. I believe he was a McDonald's All-American too. Um, so that's Nick Richards. Then you have Emmanuel Quickly. Now, Emmanuel Quickly, who was also a McDonald's All-American, 6'3 combo guard. He plays. He played the point guard sometimes during the season. He was a backup point guard for Ashton Higgins mostly, but he can also play the two guard. I think we'll see a, a mixture of both again this upcoming season. He's headed into his sophomore year. He is from Hover or Havery de Grace, Maryland. I try, it's funny because I looked up a YouTube video on how to pronounce it, and even the people that live there had so many different ways of pronouncing it, so forgive me for not saying it right, but he's from Maryland. He went to John Carroll High School, which is one of the top high schools out in Maryland for basketball. Um, played alongside Tess Mathis, who currently plays at Rutgers. He's going to have a really good sophomore year, too. They were a really good duo in high school. They were one of the best duos in all of high school, if you ask me at the time. Um, but yeah, man, I'm expecting a leap from Manuel quickly, too, you know. Coming off the bench for Ashton Hagens and just being that backup point guard, he kind of struggled at times, but now that he's had a year under his belt, I definitely ex expect him to be a little bit more experienced, a little bit more polished. I expect him to be better on and off the ball, so we'll definitely see, or we should see, some progress in his game, and that is Emmanuel quickly. And then the last returner we have, you know, four returners. The last one is EJ Montgomery. EJ Montgomery is a 6'10 fresh, or excuse me, forward, 6'10 forward. He's headed into a sophomore year. That means he was a class of 2018. He's from Fort Pierce, Florida, but somehow he made the transition to Atlanta, Georgia, where he played his high school ball at Wheeler High School, which has produced a plethora of players from, they produced most famously Jalen Brown. They got Jordan Tucker, who went to Duke, but now he plays at Butler. They produced players at Wheeler. Um, they also had Darius Perry, who currently goes to Louisville. So, you know, um, Wheeler has players, and so... E.J. Montgomery is a real work in progress. He didn't have the most successful freshman year, but 
you could tell he was definitely making strides in his game. He kind of struggled just being uh, used to because he's he's 6'10", but he can play on the wing. That's the crazy part. He can really play on the wing. And I think, you know, Coach Calipari threw him in the post, and he wasn't really comfortable playing back-to-the-basket basketball. And I think that kind of hurt him. But he needs to learn how to play in the post. And I think that's going to be the next step in his game is playing in the post. But he can also step out and hit the three ball. He's very versatile. He can get to the rack when he wants to. But he, he really needs to work on that mid-range game too and just being able to be that back-to-the-basket player. And he also needs to get just a, a slight bit more aggressive on defense. And I think that's where he'll definitely showcase himself as an NBA player and stuff that that's the key stuff that he needs to work on. So that's EJ Montgomery. And that is the last of the returners. So next... We'll talk about the grad transfer that Kentucky has. And that's one thing I do really like about what Coach Calipari has done the past two seasons compared to what Coach K has done. Because they both, we all know Duke and Kentucky get the majority of the one-and-done pro players, right? But to win in college basketball in March, you need some type of experience. And Coach Calipari has been exploring the grad transfer market Recently, these past two years, last year, like I stated earlier, they had Reed Travis, who was a four-year player at Stanford. He makes the move to Kentucky. Who's from, he's from Minnesota. He makes the transition to Kentucky. He's one of their best players. He's their second option. He's a killer. He was probably easily the, the best dra- excuse me, grad transfer on the market last year. So that was a big move. And so I'm, I'm still shocked that Coach K at Duke doesn't do that because he needs experience. But it is what it is. I'm not going to tell the Hall of Fame coach how to coach, but still, I think, you know, you really need experience to win big in college basketball. So, the grad transfer that Kentucky got is Nate Sestina. He's a 6'9 forward. He's going to be a grad transfer, so that means he'll be a senior. He'll only play one year in Lexington. Um, he is from Emporium, Pennsylvania. He went to Cameron County High School, and he is a transfer from Bucknell. Now, Nate Sestina, I really like his game. He's 6'9 forward, but can do it all. He can shoot the three. He can pass. He can rebound. Plays really good on the defensive end of the floor. He can guard multiple positions. He is a really well-rounded player, and I think Coach Calipari, just like Reed Travis, is going to love coaching this dude because Reed Travis was more of a bully, low-post type presence, can do it all, but Nate Sestina can really work his way around the wing and do a lot more damage than Reed Travis's. He just, uh, he's just more versatile to me in that sense. I wouldn't necessarily say he was the number one grad transfer on the market this year. Um, I think I, it was probably Kerry Blackshear Jr., who was in the mix to go to Kentucky, but ultimately ended up going to play for Florida and, or headed to play for Florida and coach Mike White. But Nate Sestina is going to be a very crucial and important part of this Kentucky team. So definitely be on the lookout for him. Moving on. The freshmen, we all know Kentucky gets the one-and-done pro prospects, and the freshmen are usually the key components. So, first off, we have Tyrese Maxey, who is my second favorite player on this team. I've enjoyed watching Tyrese Maxey play. This dude is a bucket, but he is a 6'3 combo guard. He's from uh, Garland, Texas. Like I said, freshman from Garland, Texas, which is just it's inside the Dallas area. Um, he went to South Garland High School. Now, this dude is an explosive scorer. And not only can he score from literally anywhere on the court and be a threat to drop 30 points a night, he can guard his butt off. He really gets in his stance and can guard multiple positions from the one, two to the three. He guards all three positions really well, really good at just being in passing lanes. He is a really good player, and I think he's going to be a one-and-done prospect for sure. He was also a McDonald's All-American, and the way his just ability to score and be lethal on both ends of the floor is really what separates his game. And I'm excited to watch what Tyrese Maxey does this upcoming season at Kentucky. So stay tuned for that. Moving on down the freshman list, 
we have Khalil Whitney. Khalil Whitney is a 6'7 forward. He is from Chicago, Illinois, but he also went to Roselle Catholic High School, which is a top high school in New Jersey that produced um, many players from Nas Reed, who currently will be headed to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just played this past season with the with LSU. They've had um, Isaiah Briscoe, who also went to Kentucky. Um, so Rosa Catholic is they produce players, and so Khalil Whitney is just next. Um, he is a forward, but he's just an athletic forward. Like the biggest thing with his game is just getting his jump shot up. But I think being at Kentucky has really helped him get his jumper up. But Majority of his game is just being able to get downhill and the ability to attack the basket whenever he wants. Khalil Whitney is not scared of going through contact. He will go through contact with no with reckless abandon. He does not care. He is trying to get to the basket. And if he does get to the basket, he will attempt to dunk on you. He is not afraid to dunk on you. And that's one thing I like about Khalil Whitney. He's not afraid. He loves it. And you got to give him a lot of credit. He is really a really good player. I think he also, like Tyrese Maxey, he will be a one-and-done player at Kentucky. So be on the lookout for Khalil Whitney, the next big player out of Chicago, headed to the league soon. Um, and then next, the one Cali kid on Kentucky. I'm rooting for this dude. I've watched him for years now, um, and I'm excited to watch him at Kentucky. He goes by the name of Johnny Juzang. Johnny Juzang, 6'6", freshman. He was not even in, originally he was supposed to be in the class of 2020, but he decided to reclassify and skip his senior year of high school. He went to Harvard-Westlake, which is in Studio City, California. He's originally from Tarzana, which is in the Valley. It's not really L.A., but it's in more it's in the Valley. Um, but John Drew Zhang, man, honestly, I remember watching him in the state championship game his freshman year at Harvard-Westlake. They won it all. His teammate was Duke freshman, had to be Duke freshman, Cassius Stanley, and they went up to Sacramento and won a state championship he was a big part of them winning that. And he's ever since, he's just been a winner. He played on the AU circuit with Compton Magic, where he was a very good player. And honestly, he is just a really good player. He is a coach's favorite type of player because he does a little bit of everything. Like Nate Sestina, he will score the ball. He can pass the ball really well, um, shoot it really well. And the crazy thing that I've been hearing is, word from Kentucky is that He's been impressing the coaches a lot more than what they thought he was. And that's what I love to hear. He is a very talented player, man. And I'm excited to really watch him at Kentucky because he's going to be a very, very good player. And Johnny Juzang, man, be on the lookout because this dude is next up. So be on the lookout for him. So that's Johnny Juzang. Then we have Keon Brooks Jr. Keon Brooks Jr., 6'7", forward freshman from Fort Wayne, Indiana. He went to La Lumiere High School, which has produced a lot of players from Jaron Jackson Jr., who went to Michigan State and now is one of the best, or probably is the best player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Isaiah Stewart, who's going to be a freshman at Washington, who's a McDonald's All-American this past season. Jordan Poole, who played at Michigan, who is now playing for the Golden State Warriors, was just recently drafted by them. And Brian Bowen, who I believe is in the league playing with the Indiana Pacers now. He was sadly most famously known for that Louisville incident, but... La Lumiere is another good school, and Keon Brooks is a dude, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm kind of sad because he's playing for Kentucky because Michigan State was in the running. I think Michigan State was one of the first schools to really get involved in his recruitment since like eighth grade, I believe, but he ended up going to Kentucky, but it is what it is. I'm still excited to watch him. Keon Brooks does not have an average type game. He, he is a different breed. He's kind of, he's 6'7", but he's skinny and he's lanky. And he can really score in a, multiple, in a multitude of ways. He really loves to post people up and fade away. 
He really likes to catch lobs. His mid-range game is off the charts. His three-point game is off the charts. He has a really good-looking jumper, and it's just flawless, honestly. Like, he can shoot it from anywhere. His game is interesting, and I don't really know the – I think that's the best way I can explain his game. It kind of reminds me of Kobe. Now, I'm not saying that he is Kobe because that's obviously insane, but if you go and watch Keon Brooks, the only real difference is he kind of looks like he has, like, some back pains, but besides that – he has an old school type of game. So you guys got to go watch his highlights. Keon Brooks Jr. is really good. I think he also has a potential to be a one and done prospect. And I think that's his goal is to be a one and done player at Kentucky. So that's Keon Brooks Jr. A lot of people forget the junior. He is a junior. So um, lastly, we have Dante Allen. Dante Allen is a 6'6 forward. He will be headed into his freshman year. He is from Falmouth, Kentucky. He went to Pendleton County High School. This dude is interesting because he is a 6'6 forward, but he can do a lot of different things. In high school, he was headed to be one of the best players in the nation. Like He was ranked really low at the time, and he was really going to build up his ranking. But sadly, he tore his ACL in January, I believe. So it kind of ended his high school career, and he was still recovering from it. I'm pretty sure he's fully recovered by now. I, I'm pretty sure he is. And they, it was word that he was going to redshirt when he originally committed to Kentucky. But it sounds like that's not going to happen. He's going to play the season. So shout out to him for that, being able to fully recover. But Dante Allen is a very good player. I think Coach Calipari got a steal when Dante Allen committed to Kentucky. In-state kid, so that's always a good thing when you finally have an in-state kid that you can play. Because Kentucky, let's be honest, they're not really recruiting a lot of kids from Kentucky. No offense to Kentucky basketball, but let's just face the facts. Most of the one-and-done kids that Kentucky gets are from all over the country. And so getting a kid from Kentucky that's really good, that deserves to play, is a good thing. And Dante Allen is going to have a lot of time to play. I don't think he'll be a one-and-done player. I think he'll probably go two years and then be done. But he does have the potential to be a one-and-done player. He can really score the ball. His best attribute is scoring the ball. He does it in a multitude of ways, whether it's getting to the lane, pull-up jumpers, three-point jumpers, get into the free throw line. Dante Allen does it all, and he is a special type of scorer. So be on the lookout for him, too. So that is the Kentucky roster. I expect them to go probably – I said they went 30-7 and seven last year. I expect them to be somewhere around that. I think 30-7 and seven is probably around the same record that they'll have this upcoming season. I think it's pretty realistic. Like I previously stated before, they will play in my Spartans of Michigan State in the first game of the season, so I'm very excited for that. But, yeah, man, that is Kentucky. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Last year, I had them winning the national championship. I forgot to mention that part. I had them winning it all. I thought they had the most balanced team. I thought they had depth. I thought they really had everything to win. But, as I previously stated, they lost to Auburn in the Elite Eight. But it is what it is. Um, so I'm excited for this Kentucky team. Even though I'm a Michigan State fan, I love college basketball, period. But I'm still a diehard MSU fan. That'll never change. But Kentucky, it's just fun watching them because you get to see the the future pro players in college. And, and then it's like you get to see the kids before a lot of people in the country get to do. Because let's face the facts, not a lot of people are college basketball fans. Even though I think college basketball is vastly underrated, I think the real main reason people don't watch it is just because the NCAA is trash. And the kids deserve better and more, but it is what it is. So with that being said, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Shout out to my family at Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out. Go check out their podcast. I'm featured on their podcast network. Go check out the other podcasts that they have. They're fire. Go check out 
um, the media that they make, the articles. They make some really good articles from all different types of sports, from boxing to wrestling to basketball to football, lacrosse, whatever it is, nuts and bolts sports has it. So go check them out, man. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Man, y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all day. Have a great week. As always, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace, love, and blessings gone.